I'm like, he's like, all right, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And flopped hard. But it wasn't the course that flopped. It was like whatever I was doing because I came from the business, the business world. I was an assassin in literally anything business to business. I could go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most feel better. And I really do hope that you guys have had a great holiday season, a great new year, and looking forward to what you can accomplish in 2021. I know I'm ready, and if you are a business-to-business person or you are looking to get into the business-to-business selling world, I have a treat for you. I have Mr. Harrison Barron on, the millennial entrepreneur himself. He will give you tips and tricks, and this is an episode I was so happy to record when we started talking. It was the uh, the best. This podcast um, is so much value. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's just get into it. Get ready for an amazing, amazing podcast with Harrison Barron, the millennial entrepreneur. Harrison, tell me about yourself. Like, where did you start? What got you interested in all this? And you mentioned before you had a podcast. Like, yeah, man. What's your story? Give us a quick intro and then we'll just jump into wherever I feel like jumping into. All right, cool. So uh, started out as a nine to five employee. Um, it was I really I really can't complain. I, I probably make my old boss. Um, he was he was just a really good dude. Seemed probably way worse than what he actually is. Um, he, he just he he cared a lot about me. He took me under the under his wing. I started out as a bartender um, and I was a volunteer fireman. I went to school for computer programming and I just happened to um, I happened to kind of stumble upon this. One of the guys in my firehouse was like, hey, my brother owns an IT company. I know it's not computer programming, but it might be something that you want, right? So I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe it is something I want. And um, so literally, I, I was like, you know what? I'll just try it out. I'll see what happens. And uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get my colors correct here. There we go. All good. All good. Don't and, uh, and I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll just, I'll give it a shot. It'll. It's. It's a foot in the door into like, tech right that was that was that was the selling point to me and uh and then he was like all right look you know you started as an intern i made garbage money you know <laughs> like and and i was older like it wasn't like i was like 18 i went to a local community college on long island for three years and i had like built up a lot of experience and i had a lot of jobs in the past so it's not mm. like Fresh out the gate. First, yeah, it wasn't like I just, job. you know, it was like my first or second job. It was like I, I had already started working. I like, I knew my value. I knew I worked hard. You know, I knew what I liked and I knew what I didn't like, which uh-huh. I think almost weighs more than, than like, than expertise. And um, so I was like, you know, whatever. And then he's like, he every time I'd go out, he's like, dude, you were there for like an extra hour. Like, why were you there? I was like, oh, I was just talking to the customer. By the way, that customer needs a whole new tower, and they need this computer, and they need this, and they need this. <laughs> and they're like, wait, we just paid you for an extra hour, and you just sold an extra $1,000 worth of equipment. There's something wrong here, right? There's You're a tech making minimum wage who's not even like a tech. I was an intern, and you're selling equipment. So they're like, there's obviously something broken here, and we need yeah. to fix it. So he's like, hey – would you be interested in doing sales? And I was like, I mean, I kind of sell already because I was bartending and bartending is like 100% sales. This is the best drink you're ever going to have. It's all, it's all sales. And Mm -hmm. and 
you know, anybody that tells you there's not money in bartending and waiting tables <laughs> sucks at upselling. That's, yeah. that's literally it. It's, you know, oh my God, do you want a nice cold beer? Right. The word cold, or do you want another drink? Right. Nobody wants another drink. They want a nice cold beer. Like that's $6. That's an extra two bucks you're going to make. How many cold beers can you sell every night? How many, how many ice creams, the creamiest fudge brownies, right? Like People that like uh, I used to do, I used to work with this dude Pete. I'm I'm going off on tangents. Here. It's it's dude. I love tangents, so don't worry. I'm right, I'm cool. invested already in this. I'm like, dude, I want to hear about this story. Tell me more so about these cold beers you sold. Pete, and Pete and I happen to be in the same fraternity. I happened to join Pete's fraternity years later. It was like a 35, 40 year old dude. Meanwhile, I was like 20, 20, 21 at the time. And uh, Pete was Pete was a thick dude, like. <laughs> Full figure. 350, 400, <laughs> maybe a little more. But him and I could sell. And uh, and that's kind of where I learned how to sell. So it was just, you know, they were they were always like, push more margaritas, push more desserts, push more of this, right? So I was like, this is, you know, it's not that hard, right? Like, do you want whipped cream for an extra dollar? Fuck yeah, I want whipped cream. Like, <laughs> who's like, going to say I, no to yeah. whipped cream? Yeah, if you don't ask me, do I want avocado? Chances are pretty good I'm not getting avocado. But if you say, hey, do you want avocado on that, right? That's an extra dollar fifty. I know. I came from the culinary world. I know that avocados are not a dollar fifty, right? No. They they're fifty, seventy five, maybe a dollar, right? You're paying a buck a buck fifty for a quarter to a half, right? That's some good margins, and it takes ten seconds to slice it. So, yeah. um, he realized that this like this kid may knew kind of what I was doing and how to talk to people and just, you know, go right to the owner, shook, shake his hand, look him right in the eyes. Hey, I'm Harrison has everything. Like, this is what I'm, I'm here to do today. While I'm here, is there anything else you need? Oh, can you take a look around see if we need anything, whatever? Yeah. Oh, you, you do need this. Right. And it, yeah. it was, it was that easy because I was just so, I was so conditioned, even though I wasn't going to make the money. It was just, it was like part of your job. It was time. Yeah. You just bring value to the person. You're like, look, I'm already here for this. Let me see if I, there's anything else I can help you with. And if there is, I'll get it done now. And you don't have to worry about scheduling another fucking call. Exactly. Exactly. And, You're bringing and you more value than they're expecting. Come yep. uh, under, under promise over deliver. Always, always. So that, and I was like, look, I'm not going to sales unless I have formal sales training. And I was always involved in technology, so it was it was it was already a good fit. And uh, so I went through Sandler sales training and just learned like how to be an assassin because I was really good at selling when I already had like bonding and rapport down. If yeah. I knew you, oh my god, it was game over. I could sell you anything under the sun because you're like, oh, I trust the the thick dude, right? Like. Yeah. That's who I was, right? I was a fluffy dude. I could sell you anything and you'd be happy as could be because I never sold you trash. That was the other thing. I always made a commitment to, I was never going to be a, you know, a slickery, slithery, slick salesman. Um, I always, if I didn't believe in the product, I just wouldn't sell it. You know, I, I got yelled at back in the day. Why aren't you selling this? I don't believe in, like, that's, that's just how I roll. I'm not, I'm not going to sell them something. Come in. And sell something for a hundred dollars that I know works, then sell something for two hundred dollars, and they're pissed off at me the next day. Yeah, yeah, you know. And uh, so worked in sales for a couple of years. Um, loved it, absolutely loved it. Um, you know. And then it, it hit a point where um, I probably would have like take. I, I definitely would have taken a bullet from for my old boss. There's no doubt about Damn. that. And I probably still would. He was a good dude. I really can't say anything bad about him. And 
Um, but what happened was I was, I was doing all these sales and I was talking to friends in the industry and they're like, dude, how much money do you sell? You know, what'd you sell this month? I'm like, I don't know. I'm Excellent. with the stuff, whatever, $150,000. Like, Oh dude, you're probably killing it. I'm like, dude, my commission check was like a couple thousand bucks. And they're like, Whoa, hold up. You're selling all this and you're only making a couple thousand bucks. There's, there's, there's a major disconnect between what's going on. Yeah. So I was like, all right, um, there needs to be a resolution for this. Um, so I was like, look, I, I just want more commission. Like, work it out. I don't want it. I don't want any more hourly. I don't want any more salary. Just give me more money. That's all I ask for. And um, and the problem was is it's not that they didn't come up with numbers. The numbers were, eh, they definitely needed tweaking. Hold on, I'm closing this here. Um, the, the numbers definitely needed tweaking, but the problem, the, the real problem comes from it took so long to implement, yeah. which is what really hurt. So it took like six or seven months and then the numbers still weren't right and they were dragging their feet and I'm, and I'm like, I'm dying. And at that time I had started a podcast. My podcast is called the Brutally Honest Podcast and it's very similar to this. Um, I've, I've had the full gambit of everybody on the show and um, and what 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 had happened was I just got so fed up with it. And between bartending, I knew a lot of people. And I was always I was an Eagle Scout in town. I always worked in the local uh, local stores. And it I, I was I was kind of telling a couple people. I'm like, look, you know, I really like my job, but like I'm just not making the money I need to make. And like it's taking too long. Like, yeah. you know, the company's making buco bucks, and I'm not making You're much making money at all. Pennies. Here. Yeah. So I'm like I'm like this is. This has got to change. And one of my buddies, my buddy John, he owns a company called Watch Gauge. Um, definitely go check him out if you guys are into, into wrist watches. WatchGauge.com. I have to give him a plug. He of course. No, he fully, me fully. One of the top and, links. Uh, so he's like, dude, he's like, come into my warehouse, build a studio. And like, he, he's like, look, I'll, I'll, somebody paid it forward to me. I'll pay it forward to you. Come crash with me and run your business from there. And uh I was like, all right. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do though. Like I had built a podcast website and I had built a podcast and I had run some social media and it was starting to gain some traction. And I was like, you know, maybe I could do marketing, right? Like, I don't know. Shit, marketing don't know sales you know, close so, enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't technical enough to go start an IT company and I didn't want to like, I didn't want it to step on anybody's toes or anything like that. And um, so I was like, you know what, let me just, let me start a marketing company. And it took about a year. I had a couple clients with me that literally, I mean, when I say like I paid my bills, I mean, I literally had a balance of zero dollars at the end of the month. I mean, Jeez. I paid my car, I paid my phone for, for a year. Um, you know, I had to pay for software. Like I, I couldn't, you know, and it was like, how do I get leads? How do I do this? How do I do this? And I don't want to be a shyster and sell something that you know, I can't do like, that was one of my other biggest fears. Like people were like, Hey, can you, you know, in the beginning, can you do SEO? I'm like, no, I can't do SEO. Like there's no way. So um, <laughs> and you know, now going forward, I, I happen to be extremely good at it, but like it took me almost three years to get to like where I am. So it was like, you know, he let me crash there. Um, and literally for, for the first year, you know, I, I had like, I literally had like 300 bucks in my bank account. And I was like, all right, I have $300 in my bank account. Like, like this is profit. Like I've covered all of my expenses. We now have actual profit. I literally don't owe anybody money. Like this is 
magical. Like I have earned money to pay for all my shit and profit. And I wow. f- fucking was so excited. Did so you buy did yourself a steak dinner? What? Did you buy yourself a steak dinner? No, I that? blew my load on <laughs> Salesforce. And you know what Salesforce did? They fucked me. Uh, oh. We can curse, so you, you yeah. give me that permission. So um, it's quite fine. <laughs> I I got so screwed. I bought Salesforce. This dude, I reached out to them, and this dude was like, he promised me the world, right? Mm-hmm. Knight in shining armor, handsome, right? And I was like, dude, I would make sweet love to you. Like this sounds so good. It sounds too, too good, good. To be yeah. true, right? They're like, oh yeah, you're gonna have a rep. They're gonna help you. They're gonna help train you. You you know, there's also modules. You can go through that. We're gonna give you some sales strategies. This that and the other thing, bro. I signed up crickets, mm-hmm. crickets, and I was like, oh my god. I don't even know how to use this. And like the tutorial sucked because they're going after companies that don't want to spend a hundred grand, $10,000 a month where they actually do get these benefits, right? You as a, you know, $300 a month, $25 a month user, right? They don't care about you. You're not the bottom dollar. Company, what? You're not the bottom dollar. You're just, yeah. You're just and, there. Uh, so I was like, fuck, I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, all right. So then I found HubSpot and HubSpot is, the shit. Just, just really just discovered shit. oh i love I, the shit I'm, okay you love like, it okay i thought you were it going is like, the shit, is the oh shit. is the shit yeah no no um, i just started touching on their hubspot stuff and i'm like yeah, wow this hubspot is, is hubspot's been incredible um and and hubspot kind of promised me the same thing and i was i you know i had cold feet mm-hmm. for sure and um this girl serena she was like i think it was serena who originally signed me up and she's you know and she's sweet as a peach and helped me out tremendously in my business and uh and it's just been growing ever since and like that was you know it took me one probably like one and a quarter one and a half years to like really learn what i was doing because it was like you know i could go build a website i could run your social media it wasn't hard to go run somebody's social media but i wasn't making like i was just making enough money to get by maybe putting a 100 bucks in the bank account and then i would go spend a 100 dollars and you know, not even on steak dinners, but like something else for the business. So I bought a camera, I bought a microphone, I bought, you know, whatever it was to help the business grow. And, uh, and then now like fast forward, we're, we're here today. That's that's it. So it took you about a, what? 18 months before you were solidly on your feet for the business, you would say? Yeah, for sure. From knowing nothing, like, for anybody listening to this, if you happen to be like a pro in what you're doing, chances are pretty good you'll be fine if you go start your business. You have to make sales. <laughs> the most important, like that was one thing that nobody ever really told me was you got to make sales. If you don't make sales in your business and you're not worried about your next sale every hour of the day, you're going to be you're going to be broke and you're going to have, you're going to have a failing company. Yeah. Um, you know, and you got to believe in what you do. Like I didn't believe in what I did. I believed in what I, I believed in myself and what I could possibly do. Yeah. And that was more important than what I could do. And I knew that people saw I cared enough and I didn't charge enough money, but they're like, he cares so much. He would, he would die for this, for me to succeed. Yeah. And that's the, that was what took me, I don't want to say to the next level because I don't have a huge business. I just have two employees. But like that took me to the, that took me to a comfortable level now where it's like, oh, okay, we, we're making some kind of money now. Like, well, we're you're not poor. 
you're making enough money to pay yourself plus yes. two employees and yes. cover the bills and yes. make a profit. So, sir, you are successful. Period. Thanks, End man. of discussion uh, for me. <laughs> if I'm looking at it from my point of view where I'm just starting. So I'm you a year and a half or many years ago, but back on your first original journey, taking the 18 months, I'm just starting, man. I'm getting my feet wet. Sure. Starting this understanding and how podcast, well, I know how podcasting work, but to the next level, because my first podcast technically was a failure. Okay. Sure. I had a failed podcast too. I had a failed, bro. I have more failures than successes. That's for damn sure. And I've just started listening again to Gary V. And one of the, his things is that he loves collecting L's. Yeah. Facts. Because you learn. You yeah. fucking learn from it. And I learned so much from the failure of my first podcast because I was like, oh, it's haphazard. We'll just do it for fun. And it just burnt me out. I was just burnt after three years of doing it. I was like, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. Yeah, it's it's, you know, people think podcasting is easy. Oh, God. Because like this shit's easy, mm-hmm. right? Getting on a Zoom call and bullshitting about success or money or entrepreneurship movies anything rock and roll like whatever it is right like whatever there's there's a podcast for there's a podcast for rainbow colored people bro like yeah if you are somebody that likes to eat crayons i bet you there's a podcast for it like you name it like there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts now and everybody's looking for a niche right like i was looking for um help with the new dog right and sure enough there's a podcast like literally how to train your puppy like yep it's insane. Small dog. Like that is how niche it's going. And um yeah, dude, it's it's just like it's wild and it, it's it's a lot like the post work and posting it and scheduling it. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. It's all the post work. Like I love this is the part I love. I love talking to people, yeah. listening, understanding, getting the information, going, Oh my god, what about this, that, spitballing the ideas, sweating profusely while I have this giant light on me. You know, that's the fun part. <laughs> but it's the after work where you have to do, okay, now I have to edit the podcast. I have to sure. make sure the levels are right. I have to do the intro. I have to get it up on the website. Okay, now I have to wait. I have to the oh, copy yeah. and all that. And it's like, ugh. It's, but, and and like not only is it boring, it's like it's like not fun. Yeah. Like it's it's not even like boring where it's like all right, I gotta wait. You know, it's not like waiting for a bus or a train where you can just whip out your phone and just play a game and kill some time. Like it's like it sucks. <clears throat> it sucks. Like for me, billing is that thing. I hate billing, and it's so all my customers laugh. They're like, "Dude, you need to start billing me because." I owe you like two months worth of stuff. And I'm like, dude, I hate billing. Like, I don't want to, I don't, it's not that I don't want to bill you. I just hate the process of opening QuickBooks. Like, it's like root canal. It's awful. Yeah. I think, like, I, I want to, like, you're, you're providing so much great content for my friends, uh, for the listeners by your story here. Um, I want to try and help you. Have you looked at Zapier? Yes. I have looked at, yeah. Uh, Zapier, I, Zapier, Zapier, Zapier. I'm, I'm Canadian. <laughs> I like the way you said it, though. Like Zapier. it sounds fancy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, the Canadian. <laughs> it's a Canadian way. Zapier. Um, <laughs> but, I have, uh, but of are, course, like everything, if you want to integrate it, there's always a cost, a cost associated. Yeah. Um, in the digital marketing world, uh, people think overheads low, which. For the most part, especially as you get to like a bigger company, mm-hmm. 
it, it, I would say it, it truncates very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a, as a, you know, a solo or a small business, I would say sub 10 or 15 employees. That's when it's the most, it's, it's like, it's almost counterintuitive. Like they tell you like, Oh my God, like you're going to like, we have the starting rate. Right. But like, that starting rate does nothing for you. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing, right? Like the starting rate does nothing for you. And then like you're like, okay, well, yeah, like I have QuickBooks Online. That That's the cheaper one, right? It's like $45 a month. But like because it's like a premium app, now Zapier makes you tr- pay another $10, right? But like if you paid $25, you would have like 25 integrations. But you don't need 25 integrations because you don't have that many like you don't have that that you don't need it because you no. don't have that many people. No, like I use it right now. I'm using it strictly for the uploading my YouTube videos because sure. it's free. Just yeah. Dropbox to YouTube, boom. I don't have to worry about the processing, the uploading sure. and all that. It makes my life a hell of a lot easier because I just throw them in and it uploads them all. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yep. I'm like I'll come back the next day, edit, do all the editing that I need to for it. And boom, we're golden. But like you said, like when you're a small solo person, you need to use all those free things that you can but they're so limited at some points. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's brutal. I will say, you know, if there's one, if there's one piece of advice that I could give any listener right now, um, that has been the single most important thing for me growing my business and me helping other people grow their business is ask for help, but don't ask for help. Like, when you're like when when the oh shit moment happens like this is the ma- this is the biggest problem especially in the digital marketing world like yeah. people always come to you know because i know that you do a bit of marketing people always come to us when they're like broke like that is the worst time. Mm-hmm. it's like going to the dentist right like you can't or, or going to the doctor like the worst time to go to the doctor is actually when you're sick the best time to go to the doctor is like when you're not feeling that well or like kind of when you're healthy mm-hmm. or a nutritionist because now they can tell you like, hey, by the way, you should eat this. You should do this. You know, the best time to go to the dentist is not when you have a cavity. It's it's six months before you have that cavity and you're going to get your teeth cleaned. That's the time to go to the dentist because it's preventative care. It's, it's yeah. getting that help. You know, I see so many business, like business owners, especially small business owners that like they, whatever reason they think that like by them, you know, ra- waving the white flag is like a bad thing, but like. If you say you need help before you actually need help, I'd much rather, and this comes from the fire department, um, it's so much easier to say, I figured it out. And, oh, dude, I was just ready to help you. Dude, I appreciate it. I I already figured it out. Then, dude, holy shit, I need so much help. Please, 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 please help me. Dude, I can't help you. My wife's having a baby this week. There's (laughs) no way. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Like, Like, that is... Or they'll come to you or they'll come to you. They'll come to you and they think this is their problem. This small little, you know, Oh, I want to get my website ranked or whatever. But then you look at the whole thing and you realize that one fire is caused by this over here. Oh yeah. Caused by over here, caused by over there because they, they, they also haphazardly didn't spend the money, but did everything for free. And they, then they're like, well, I did everything for free and it was working, but no, it's not optimized properly for the flow. For you know, you. so yeah, yeah, it's just that. And then the, the other thing too is, it's actually funny. My, I, have a, I have another friend of mine who owns a, a similar company 
they do more website development and we do more uh we typically do excuse me we do more like seo work and you know he's like hey man he's like i have this seo client that you know they want to work with us or like we're getting them from another person um can you help me out i'm like yeah yeah of course i'll help you out like that's that's my world like it's where i thrive on i love data and analytics and going through all that kind of stuff and he was like all right cool he's like this is the website so i took down the website and i started doing some research on the website and i'm like dude was anybody doing this prior he's like oh yeah they just they just got rid of their person they're looking for somebody new like this hasn't been touched in in like years like years i go so there's a major problem here like both just for the business wise and then ethically and he's like what do you mean and i'm like what this is not a new customer right and he's like no and i go so this customer has been paying money to somebody to do a job and like it's not like you got like the bottom of the barrel it was like untouched completely and i'm and i have a serious serious problem with that mm-hmm. um so and and he was like dude he's like you're okay i'm like dude i get so fired up about it because it's people like that that ruin the reputation for guys like me who are really trying to better other people's businesses yeah and uh and it drives me bananas like i'm okay if you're learning it and stuff like that and you're really trying to make a best effort but like you know as far as seo goes and this is any industry I, i know it happens in every industry but it was like you can't tell me you paid somebody there's there's no proof like the most elementary skills have been completely avoided so you know and that drives me bananas so like if you're a small business owner or you're thinking about starting a business like you're better off giving bottom of the barrel than nothing like mm-hmm. do something just focus on one one item first that you can master and then slowly open up to everything else be a master of one and then become the jack jack of all trades yep or you hire the people who are jack of all trades if you're the master of one then you can hire someone else and you're like oh i need seo well i'm gonna hire him to handle my seo but i'm gonna be the master of podcasting or the master of website design or whatever you know like yeah because right now it's okay to be niche like you are i looked at yours you're you take it to linkedin yeah, Which, that's oh that that's a whole another disaster of a story. Really, uh, created completely on mistake. Really, yeah. So, um, so my main business is is BarrowMediaGroup.com, mm-hmm. soon to be a company called Growth Generators, and happened to be working one day, and one of my buddies, who was also a podcast guest, happened to swing by my office because I have like an open door policy. I'm like, if you're in the area, come by. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, super friendly dude. I had a bar in my old office. It was sick. I had a podcast table and everything like that. And the LinkedIn thing really kind of came out of a total accident. I was online prospecting on LinkedIn and because I had sales training and I had all this training and stuff like that. And I happened to learn how to use LinkedIn pretty well. And he's like, dude, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm working on LinkedIn. And he was like, what do you mean you're working on LinkedIn? I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm posting and like creating content. And then I'm like identifying decision makers so I can go after them as my SEO starts to build. And he's like, can I watch you? Of course you go watch me. Like, whatever, you know, and starts asking me some questions. Hey, can you, you know, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? And uh, he's like, dude, you want to know what you need to do? I'm like, what? I'm like, 
he's like, you need to start a course and teach people how to use LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, easy, right? I have the camera because I was doing YouTube. Okay. I have the mics because I had the podcast. I even streamed video games for a little while. So I have the webcam. Like I had literally everything. So it was like, oh my God. And and the courses, I don't want to say it's becoming my main business. It's what it's like my passion project right now. And yeah. all the business is kind of self-running and especially with this whole COVID situation. So he's like, dude, you got to start a course. He's like, I'll help you start a course. Cause he had a course to teach people, um, project management. So Ooh, that's even better. Yeah. So he's like, and he was killing it, bro. Yeah. Like I can't say numbers cause he may listen to this podcast, but he <laughs> was, he was killing happy. it. He was happy with his life. <laughs> yeah. And he's, and, and I love the death. He's such a good dude. I have another guy. I can't say enough good things about him. My buddy, Dan. And, um, so, and he, he's like, yeah, he's like, dude, he's like, I'll help you. Right. So I was like, perfect. Right. I'll take the help. And he gave me some guidelines and then he fell off the face of the earth. Like, and <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm like, shit. I already started paying for the software. I've dumped hundreds of hours into this thing. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, shit, I have a course that's like pretty much made and I don't have a mentor to help me. And it wasn't something I was interested in. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, what do I do? So my buddy Dan is like, dude, family stuff, whatever. I'm super sorry. He comes back. And meanwhile, I use a software called Kajabi. It's 200 bucks a month, right? So like, it's not cheap. No. Like to host your website on plus your course. Like it's probably right out of pocket. The, the initial offering is the most expensive one out of all of them for sure. So I'm like, okay, here we go. So I'm like, he's like, all right, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And it flopped hard. But it wasn't the course that flopped. It was like whatever I was doing because I came from the business, the business world. I was an assassin in literally anything business to business. I could go up to a billion dollar business owner and just shake his hand, sit down, talk shop, whatever. And I and I I'm kind of like I conform to to the spaces. Like I was in a hoodie before, and I was like, I gotta dress up. Like I don't know if this is on video, but like I gotta put on something at least halfway decent. <laughs> And, I gotta put uh, clothes on so I look. Yeah, clothes look on. like I actually uh, worked I might today. Not have pants on, but I definitely have a shirt on. Um, so I was like, I'm like, all right. So and it and it, and it just kind of like it didn't fail, but it didn't like succeed the way I really wanted it. And I'm like, oh my god, this sucks. Like, okay, let me start building content to it because that's what I knew how to do. I knew how to write good content. I knew how to rank in Google. That was what I happened to just do and be good at. So now 200. And, I don't know, 30 blogs later. Now we're getting a ton of traffic to the website and now it's slowly starting to take off. But that was another ultimate failure because it's been almost a goddamn year of $200 burning out of my pocket. And now I'm 30, 40, I don't even know how many tens of thousands of dollars I am in the hole between paying my content writers and me writing and spending money on software. And I didn't really run that many ads to it. And that's the other thing. Like I didn't run ads. I was like this, you know, there was, there is a bright side of it. I said, if this is an ultimate failure, as far as a course, it's going to be a ridiculously good case study, which yeah. is what I really wanted. So I was like, this is a much more expensive case study than I would have originally liked. But this is now a case study where, hey, if you write 100 blogs, you'll get here. If you write 200 blogs, you'll get here. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's kind of become. So it's it's a, a LinkedIn training course where I literally just teach people how to go find prospects on LinkedIn. And, and it came out by mistake because somebody was like, 
hey man you should start a course i'm like yeah bro like that's how the podcast came out man like <laughs> my original podcast my buddy's like i was thinking about it, thinking about it thinking about it and tangent time <laughs> don't worry about it i Pull love these to my tangents. local gas station and i go get gas and this one it, it was like a, it was like a cold day so and normally i try to like i really try to like be green and like just do things myself i just find a lot of pride in doing things myself yeah. when i can you know I, I grind my own coffee every morning like that's the kind of guy i just that's what i love i love i don't i I do buy a lot of takeout, especially my, you know, before I moved. Now I look, I just, I love cooking. I did go to school for it and I cook every meal. My girlfriend's like, why do we have a microwave? I'm like, microwave's for you. I cook everything. I'll reheat food on a skillet, like before it goes Ooh. in the microwave. And, um, so pull up to the gas station. It was a cold night and I'm pumping gas and I saw my buddy leave. I'm like, oh, like whatever. He's, he's leaving the gas station. Calls me, my buddy Cameron. Love this kid to death. He's actually about, I think he just graduated to be a lawyer. And for, yeah, something like that. But my buddy Cameron, and the first show was called We're Live with Cam and Harry. And he calls me up. He's like, dude, he's like, are you still thinking about doing the podcast? And I was just toying around with the idea. And I'm like, yeah, man, what's up? And uh, he goes, fuck it. Let's just do it. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just do it, man. Yeah. Like, why not? Bro, we bought all the wrong equipment. We bought we bought two USB mics. We plugged them in the computer. We're like, why the fuck isn't this working? Like, bro, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Oh. And then we didn't have a we didn't have a studio. Like, we were I think we were like twenty one, twenty two at the time because we could drink. And I'm like, fuck, we don't have a studio. But like, I lived in like an apartment in my parents' house. But it was like a studio, so like like a studio bedroom. So I was yeah. like, all right, we'll just put a we'll put a table up there, and then we'll just shoot the shit and you know drink up there. I'm like, but it's going to be really weird when we have, like, important people that aren't, like, our friends on. Like, because that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah. And uh, so we're literally, like, the first episode we have. So I think, I can't remember if we did it ourselves. But we spent, I think we recorded for, like, three hours on our first episode. But we we were, we had to figure out the audio for two hours <laughs> prior because we bought two of the exact same be Mike. I mean, like, we had literally no idea what I, you know, everything in my life has been trial by fire and it's worked really well, but I've gotten really burned. Yeah. And so fast forward like five episodes, I return, I think I return both the mics, actually, or, or this one is one of the mics that's still an OG. Oh, nice. And I think I gave away the other one. And then I bought a mixer and I bought four mics. And I actually just sold those because I'm about to go through another upgrade. And, uh, Are you getting the Rodecaster Pro? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the yeah. next one for me. I'm on a Behringer uh, mixer right now. For yeah, I was uh, on a Behringer. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get to the the Rodecaster, man. It looks so beautiful. Uh, and I'm gonna get the 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 Rode Pod mics. And uh, I'm you know I'm like, look, this 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 might not be the the end all be all until I get a Tricaster. And for anyone that's listening, and they're like, what the fuck is a Tricaster? That's what Joe Rogan uses. Yeah, Tricaster is like the next level. Like it goes, yeah, just an audio interface. Well, USB mic, audio interface, mixer, Rodecaster, yeah, then Tricaster, and then broadcasting stuff. Yeah, no, you're, <laughs> that's, yeah, you're you're literally a broadcasting. So, yeah. um. So, so literally it was like, we're recording and I'm like, oh my God, I, we're like, we're in the process of recording and I didn't know like what the knobs did. So I'm like, you know, all of a sudden you hear, we, I remember exactly who was on the show too. It was me, my buddy Cameron sitting across from me. I couldn't remember the drink we were drinking. <laughs> we're drinking the botanist gin and it, it's one of my favorite gins. And I just happened to acquire a bottle like the week prior and we, we fucking 
slug that thing down. And we are, we have my friend Bailey and she's like, Hey guys, like super, you know, cute chick. We're like, Oh my God, we have a girl on the show. Like this is like, this is like, the, I think she was, I think she was the first guest. And we're like, Oh my God, like this, Made is it. like this is the next level. Like now it's not just me and one other person. Like we have a guest. Right. And she had a big following. So it was like, Oh my God, she's a beautiful woman. And now she has, a, she has like 10,000 followers on Instagram. And I'm like, we can't fuck this up. Like, because if she's going live on Instagram, showing people, and if the audio doesn't come out right and the show doesn't come out right, like we just made an ass of ourselves. And so I'm like, I'm like stressing out. I'm like, Oh my God. So literally in the middle of the show, I finally get it. So like we can hear audio on one ear and like we we're like testing the audio, making sure everything works. And then I, I turn one of the knobs and all of a sudden the audio goes from one ear and it pans to both ears, like that one knob. <laughs> and she's like, Oh my God, I can hear it in both ears. And I remember <laughs> the moment it happened. We were like an hour in and I was like, Holy shit. I figured something out. I was freaking out, man. And, uh, Oh my God, that podcast was so much fun. And I like, I was like a little kid in a candy shop, like just that ridiculous breakthrough of one knob. And, and that was like the drug, like that one oh, yeah. turn was like the, 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 I don't want to say the, I guess it was the entrepreneurial drug where it was like, Hey, you can do this. And the and, trip is now on. Yeah. And it was like, Oh my God, I could figure this out. Like what else can I figure out? So we did. <laughs> I can't even remember. I think we did like 14 episodes and then our last episode got huge. I think we got like 4,000 downloads and this is going back like six years now. I think six years, five, six years, something like that. And I'm like, Oh my God, dude, we got to do another one. And he was whipped and his girlfriend, he's like, no, I got to spend time with my girlfriend. I'm like, dude, we're breaking through right now. Like you, we got to make more shows. Like I have this is the time. So he ended up bailing. Um, the show is called We're Live with Cam and Harry. And then I, I went into a bit of a depression for a little while. Just like, I was like, I, it, I was like, we were on this wave. And it was just like, it was what I liked. And it was, it was like everything. And then that's when I went out and started my new show several months later when I worked for the IT company. My boss gave me a room smaller than this room. It was a 10, it was like a 11 and a half by an 11 and a half room or 10 by 10 room for, to make my podcast. He's like, dude, whatever you want to do in this room is all yours. And he let me nice. have beers in there and he let me have podcast guests in there. And the cool part was, and this is more pro tips for people. If you're looking to start a podcast, the best thing you can do with a podcast is build your network and keep in touch with these people. Yep. So building friendships, talking to these people, um, staying in contact, inviting them back and stuff like that. And I literally built my, my digital marketing business before I was getting leads from SEO through my podcast yeah it's it's that is full circle it's insane how like podcasting is for some people the entry into the digital entrepreneur world because you have to wear so many hats you have to be your marketer your marketing department is all you your seo social media everything that's you your content creation producing editing all this unless you have capital put behind it but most of us don't sure because and also the entry is so low as long as you have a phone a cell phone and a mic you are good you can start a podcast will yep. it be good no. debatable debatable yes it d- depends on the content and how well you edit in that but then you start 
you start getting hooked and you're like, okay, I want to do the next thing. I want to upgrade my mic, my headphones, my mixer. I want to start videoing and all this. And then this here that I'm not wearing. Yeah. (laughs) On a, on a, on a, this is how, this is like one of my splurge buys because I really don't buy too much stuff. This was so extra. A a desktop hook for your headphones. Wow. That is extra. (laughs) I just used my mic stand. (laughs) No, I did. I did for, dude, I did for years. And I was like, you know what? And I, I was just making money at the time. I go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm getting um, a headphone stand, and I did. And I, bro, I felt like I opened that thing like I had just won a million dollars, bro. And I bought it. Like it's not like I didn't know it was coming. Yeah, yeah. It was like fully knew it's coming. It's like I, I ordered it. I got the Amazon receipt right here. Yep, yeah, literally. And it's like it's like what does it do? It literally opens this little clip right here and slides on the desk, and that's it. And it was like, and I felt like a king. I was like, oh my god, this is like I made it. Yeah, like that was it. That was that was it. I was like, oh my god, like. Like, this is a, like, cause I didn't really buy luxury purchases. Everything I bought, it wasn't like low grade. I didn't, I didn't cheap out on anything. You know, I bought, you know, an A6400. I bought, you know, a decent mic. I bought a boom stand. I bought, you know, a, a battery powered lights for when I would go take photos and videos on site and stuff like that. But like, I always invested in myself and, and, mm-hmm. you know, to bring it back, like every time I made money, it was always, reinvested into the company it was always reinvested like yeah i have nice toys now i have a 1500 drone sitting next to me but like <laughs> every time i'm here and a half to was, get there yeah it was it was back in the business okay great like can i offer drone services yes i can now i can you know but i had to learn how to fly it like there's you know i, I really don't love gary Vee for a lot of reasons but what i really do like that he pushes on people and i don't I think it goes so overlooked no matter how many times you listen to him is like, you really have to enjoy the process. Like you have to love the, like you have to love failing. You have to love succeeding. Like you have to, you know, it's like a, it's, it's like somebody with like lactose intolerance eating ice cream, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like you have to love it so much that you're willing to go through pain for it. Yeah. And, And that's it. Like, being an entrepreneur, like, don't get me wrong. There's times that Amex, Amex just called me up the other day. They're like, bro, your spending is out of control. You need to stop. <laughs> right. Like I just moved. I spent a lot of money on the apartment and stuff like that apartment and, and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and we were running a ton of ads for people and I was waiting to get paid. And they're like, uh, where's your money? I'm like, uh, there's a global pandemic going on right now. I'm trying to get paid here. <laughs> Um, it's not the fact that I don't like billing people. I swear it's not that. It's yeah, the pandemic. That also is a major factor. <laughs> every time I start billing people, Am- Amex is like, hey, thanks so much. We like you a lot. Um, you know, Amex is not like any other credit card company. They're not even a credit card. They're a charge card, first of all, because you have to clear it off at the end of the year, or, uh, end of the month, or else you're in trouble. Yeah. Not like Visa where it's like, carry the balance we want you to carry that balance oh yeah and give well us they make money. it hurt if you don't if you carry that balance. and i've carried it a couple times like there's no doubt i've probably you know but it was like it's so funny because like if i if you get a call from visa right they're like it's like ding ding this is visa credit cards calling you on behalf of fraud press one to be connected to an operator and you're like okay one and they're like hey is this harrison uh yes can you stop destroying my eardrums please <laughs> uh yeah uh did you use your credit card for gas in uh texas no no i did not okay so are you saying that's fraud i i would assume so considering i'm i was in new i'm, I'm in new york yeah I'm currently yeah i'm currently sitting in my apartment yeah. in new york so and they're like 
okay, you need to go to the branch or whatever it is, and you need, or we're going to send you a new one. All pending charges will be canceled, and your financial future for the next two days is going to be fucked till you get a new one. And you're like, oh, sick. Thanks, man. <laughs> and you hang up. Bro, Amex called you? Hey, we're looking for Harrison. Oh, speaking. Oh, hey, Harrison. Do you have about five minutes to talk really quick? Oh, yes, I do. Hey, look, uh, we just got a notification on your account. It looks like your credit card was used in Texas, but we see here that your address is Long Island, New York. By any chance, is this you? Oh, no, it's not. We are so sorry. We'll take care of that. We apologize. Do you still have your card? Yes, I do. So it's not stolen. We just want to confirm before we accidentally, you know, before we issue one. No, it's not stolen. It's still in my pocket. Somebody must have gotten my credit card number. Sounds great. Harrison, have a wonderful evening. It's like, And then what? four days later, you have a card sitting in your apartment going, when did this come here? Yeah. Dude, yeah. the lady, she's like, oh, God bless. Have a wonderful evening. I'm like, what? What? You just told me. You just told me. I couldn't. I owe you money. And you just said, <laughs> God bless. Have a wonderful evening. Visa would have been like, uh, yeah, money. we're going to just destroy your credit score right now. So here's the thing. I work for a financial institution, um, specifically in the fraud department. <laughs> You're going to go back and be like, guys, you need to listen to this section of the <laughs> because this is what Amex is doing and we're not doing that. Well, I, I give Amex service. I believe oh. in giving Amex service. Yeah. So in my particular job, I've gone from the inbound agent receiving calls from you going, did you do this? And I always I'm like, hi, how are you doing? Let me get this done as quick as possible. I know sure. how annoying it is. I, I verify the transactions with you. I'm like, okay, we noticed this, this, this. Is it you? Yes. Okay, cool. You're no problem. Your card's good to go. I apologize. It's not you. Okay, look, let me see what I can do. Okay, this is all fraud. Cool. Okay. Let me cancel this. Let me get you a new one. It's going to take about two to three business days. I'm sorry. It's the best I can do sure. because we're passing over cutoff point. Like I go over and beyond. And then when I was doing preventative work, so calling the clients, uh. Clients actually prefer when you get the call. I call, I go, hey, Harrison, this is uh, Phil calling from XYZ Bank. I'm just calling about your credit card. I'm seeing a, a transaction here, here, and here. Did you happen to do it? Yes. Okay. I'm really sorry that you got declined. Fix it. Sometimes this happens. You know, we, we're having a fraud trend. It, it's annoying. And then that's what I want to receive. I, I, I call people how I want to receive the call. I don't want, I don't want someone going, uh, yes, sir, uh, Mr better uh yeah just want no tell me what the fuck are you know like get to the point hi i'm <laughs> phil i'm calling from fraud this is what's going on is it you yes cool no okay let me get you a card as fast as possible now i overnight most of the cards i'm like i don't i don't have time yeah. like two to three business days normal like for us it's five to seven is a regular mail Oh my God. But that see for us in Canada is different than you guys in the States. I was an American banker for a while. You, we have debit cards that are strictly for our bank accounts. We have virtual debit cards, which is uh, online for your debit card uh, for your bank account. But we also have credit cards. Oh, so you guys have an extra card. In essence, yeah, like for the financial institutions, some of them have connected the virtual card to the debit card. Okay. So it's not, it's not a visa transaction. It's a, what we consider a debit, but sure. it's on the visa network, similar to your guys' debit card. Gotcha. So we kind of hijacked your debit card for how we're doing on, online. But sure. the banking rules for Canada and the U.S. are so different. It's amazing. Because yeah. I had to learn both. And like, you guys have a lot of rules. I'm like, 
why do you need those rules? And then I look at the Canadian, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's dude. It's, it's wild here. It's, but it's, it's because each state has their own banking laws. Whereas oh, in yeah. Canada, it's the federal boom. The, the Canadian government makes the laws. That's it. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, especially with this whole pandemic thing. Um, I think there's a lot of people that are getting a lot of flack who shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that are getting a lot of flack who should be getting way more flack. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, being left to the state level, like, you know, I came from New York, New York has the top three highest. I don't remember what number it is. You guys were the highest for, for I think think it's Hawaii. Number one, for obvious reasons, it's a, it's an Island in the middle of nowhere. Um, California and then New York, I'm pretty sure in that order. Um, I think Texas is up there too, I think, but Texas doesn't have income tax. I'm Uh pretty sure. There's there's certain taxes like overall the amount of taxes that you pay in in the top three like hmm. Florida doesn't have income tax so if, if you make millions of dollars right you don't get you don't pay income tax you just pay sales tax right like you pay hmm. other taxes but in New York you have income tax you have sales tax you have property tax you have this tax you have this tax you have this tax. so it sounds like Canada yeah <laughs> yeah I know you guys pay taxes you know but you guys have free health care there's you know. There's, 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 we do have some trade-offs. Yeah, we have the good health care, you know. Um, our medicine doesn't cost us an arm and a leg, and we don't go bankrupt when we deliver a child. So there's – yeah, I'm okay with being taxed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's definitely some benefits up there for sure. Look, and and there's benefits There's benefits yeah. everywhere, right? Like, yeah. like it, it's, it's just whatever, you know, but you guys also get chef, and it's cold. This could be all there all the time. Like, yeah. no, I – thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm not interested. I would like to go not Florida, but close to Florida. I'm now I'm in North Carolina, which is close. It's cold. Like today was like cold and it was like, I want to know cold, like New York cold. No, New York cold. No. See, here's the thing. Like this is now, now we've moved off of business. It's New York cold. Isn't just cold. New York cold is the coldest of cold because not only is it cold there. And like when I say cold, I mean like, it hits like the the single digits pretty frequently, but nobody's happy. So and you got wind tunnels. Oh yeah, wind tunnels are yeah. It's nobody's <laughs> business. I mean, it's like nobody's business, but but like people are extra douchey when it's cold. So like, not only are you freezing, but people are also dicks <laughs> the whole the whole season. Yeah, for good reason. You don't see sun for like a week or two straight because it's just gray skies. Like it's miserable in the wintertime, which is why I've left. I'm like, yeah. dude, I was hanging out in the garden the other day with, <laughs> with my dog and picking picking tomatoes while my my homies up in New York were like, dude, it's so cold up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I left. Like, I, yeah. I, what's funny is I'm helping a, <clears throat> another podcaster out west. He lives in California. Okay. And he videos me and he's like, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing my walk. That's uh-huh. like, I do my walk after work to get in shape. Cause I'm trying to get healthy. I'm investing in Good. myself. Right. Good. It's important. And he calls me up and we're video chatting. He's like, I have my jacket on. I have my mask on and I look like a snowman here. And he's like, dude, you look really cold. Where are you? And I'm like, I'm in Canada. It is 48 degrees Fahrenheit here. And he's That's in his, sh- yeah, but it's like close to well, yeah. It's it's nine degrees uh, Celsius, and for us, that's a that's our spring. But with the wind chill, because oh, the yeah. wind hits you, yeah. right? <clears throat> so it's dropping down. It's closer to zero Celsius, and that's like thirty two. Yeah, it's thirty two uh, Fahrenheit. And he's like, 
He's in his short sleeves. He's palm trees behind him. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, dude. I yeah, dude, there's you. deserts in California. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, I hate you. He's like, California is like the weirdest state because yeah. like you could literally go skiing and then to the beach in, in the, the matter area. of like an hour. Yeah. It's absurd. Like you can't do that anywhere else in the country. Like there's no mountain ranges close enough to the beach, but like you can literally go surfing in the morning after you go skiing or you can go surfing in the afternoon after you go skiing in the morning. Like it's absurd. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in a, it's a very special place, California on the West coast. Yeah. Um, but so here's the thing. We're coming up to an hour. Don't want to, I I would love to continue talking with you because the value just talking (laughs) with you is so much fun. I actually, you're the, like all my guests I enjoy having, um, I, you, as well as the guests that I did, I recorded yesterday, uh, a journalist, you guys have been the fun, the best I've had so far. Like, <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I say that to all my guests, but like the, the interaction, you're, you're, you remind me of me in essence. Cause you're like, you live like a yes. You're you just, yeah. Why not? Why the fuck not? Let's do yeah, it. Why not? I'm going to at least try it. See if I like it. If I don't like it, then I know I don't like it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fell, That's, fell and fell fast. Yeah. For sure. And, and so what I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you five minutes. I want you to pitch whatever you want. If you, you want to pitch your LinkedIn course, if you want to pitch your SEO business, if you have some, <laughs> your podcast, you know, pitch everything you want because that's the most value I can give you, give you access that, man. to my Look, audience. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't pitch. Look, if you want to learn LinkedIn, by all means, come check out my website, HarrisonBarton.com. That's where I post a lot of stuff. I, I constantly am putting up new blogs up there and new content. You know, I'm I, if you want to go and get free training, there's free training up there. Like I'm not, I'm not looking, you know, I, I don't care if you, if you want to message, if you're broke and you want to message me and be like, Hey, can you hook me up with a free course? Like whatever, man. Like I, it's not about the money for me. Uh, I'd rather see, I'd rather see people invest in themselves. Right. And you know, if you're a company, you're looking for digital marketing services, we're bomb at SEO. Like we have numbers to prove it. Like that's it. Like not everybody can afford what we do, which is totally fine, but like whatever. But like, as far as, a pitch, like whatever. If that's what you want, go check out my website, like barometeagroup.com. We're about to become growth-generators.com in the next coming weeks. Um, but like, I'd rather use the next four minutes now that I've kind of pitched myself for one minute to just give some good advice. Go ahead. That that's even better. Give the All advice right. that you think so, people need. Um, if you're starting a business. Ask for help. We've, we've already covered that. I think that's the most important thing. The second most important thing is you're going to lose a lot of friends. There's no doubt about it. I don't know a single business owner that hasn't lost a shitload of friends. The friends that stick with you while you have a business are your real friends. And I say that wholeheartedly because I used to be everybody's friend. I had more friends than I could. I could literally hang out with a new person every single day and I wouldn't hang out with the same person every other year. Like it was absurd. Like I just, I had so many friends, right? They were people that I loved hanging out with and shit. I, on Thanksgiving, what, two years ago, I was driving to my grandma's house. It was about an hour away. I made 60 calls to people and was just like, Hey man, you know, and I'm a big firm, firm believer and pick this sucker up. Like this is the most deadly weapon on the face of the earth i don't care what anybody says and pick up your phone just call people just be like hey man 
just thinking about you. I can't tell you how many times a month I I, I wouldn't say we because sometimes I just go on tangents, but I just send out text messages to people like sending out positive energy. I think that is so much more important. Hey man, how's everything going? I hope all is well. And it's not a sales pitch. Like it, it's it's literally just. I hope that you're doing good. Most people know where I am, where I'm at in life, and the businesses that I've created and the things that I'm in the process of doing. And, and I don't have time to see everybody. It's just, it's, it's, you know, between moving, I now have a girlfriend, we have two dogs, my I have other friends, they are getting married, they have kids, they have, they, they do all these different things. But what's important is to not lose the most valuable connections and, and your real friends will stick around with you while you're, while you're working and growing. And I used to, and I, I still work 60, 70, hour, 80 hour weeks religiously like one of my employees you know i just i talked to him at like 11 o'clock i text him at like one i'm like hey man just check your email i just sent you over the blog i'd love for you to reread it and then you know i sent them the blog i literally laid down we got another lead so i got up out of bed you know played with the dog called the lady and talked to her for an hour and then we went to bed you know i think we went to bed like 145 as he's passed that underneath me like that's the grind and my friends are still my friends. Like they still text me, "Hey, oh my god, I miss you. When are you coming back to New York? I can't wait to see you." Like those people are so much more valued in my life. And it's not that there's anybody less valued, but like I will absolutely move mountains to go see those people. So spend time with the people that you love. Keep investing in yourself. If you have an hour, like I don't have a TV. I have a six, now I have a 65-inch TV. <laughs> And I don't even fucking watch it. I bought the TV for her because she watches TV. I don't watch TV. I watch YouTube. I learn. I grow. I, I, I engage. I do a bunch of stuff. But like this podcast is about investing in yourself. Invest in yourself. Invest in your relationships with your friends, your family. And heck, if you want some, if you want to hang out, fucking send me an email at my website. That's it. That, that, that is the best best ending to my podcast i have nothing to add it is <laughs> extremely true it's i i i i i like hearing you speak i'm 100 like i can see myself moving up from where i am i can see myself in your shoes in like a year and a half dude i hope you do man i i can't tell you wait. all the fuck-ups i made Dude, I'm I am so excited to one make my own fuck ups because it's going to be like okay, what did I do? Okay, how can I make that better? Hopefully, I don't end up like broke and in the in the poorhouse. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm not leaving my day job until this job or my side hustles produce enough to replace sure. that. But I'm willing to like every night after I'm done work, it's I'm a podcast. I'm podcasting with someone. I'm editing the podcast and then I'm setting up the social media so that I, when it does release, I don't have to do the work. It's already done, taken care of as soon as possible. So I can invest and learn more about marketing. Like I'm going to take your course, your free course. I'm going to take it because, <laughs> hey, it's a free one. I want to see because LinkedIn is a possibility. Like to get there's more a lot guests, of business to be made on LinkedIn. A lot. I can I can use it to get my guests because there's probably some digital entrepreneurs there. Sure. There's possible for there's teaching. Lot. Yeah, teaching people how to make podcasts. Maybe. Hey, there's a possibility I can do. I made podcasts. I know how to do podcasting. I can help people. Their businesses make podcasts. Whatever. I don't know. But I'm going to take the you, course. You, you figure it out. Yeah. The, the, the best video to watch is... I'm actually going to pull it up so I, don't, so I can give you the exact 
uh, location of it. But this is single-handedly, if you're ever in a rut, this is the one video um, I watch anytime I'm like, wow, this um, this sucks. So if you go to Google and you type in good by Jocko Willink, it is the best two minutes and 20 seconds ever. Jocko, I have, as soon as we're done here, I, if that I, doesn't fire you up, like every time I, I could listen to that thing, I could listen to that in my sleep and I would get up and I could do anything. Like it is that powerful. It is the best two minutes that you could ever listen to as far as a speech. I'm I'm going to listen to it. I'm, I'm going to also put it into the sh- show notes for everybody else to get freaking motivated. Because if it motivates you, <laughs> it's going to motivate someone else. Um, Harrison, thank you so much for coming on my show. Um, I'm looking forward to coming back interviewing in a year to see where I am, <laughs> where your media co- empire is. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I'm going to ask you to send me a, a link to your uh, your podcast so I can sure, add this into the the uh, the show notes. And uh, I look forward to talking to you in a year. Yeah, man, dude, keep in touch till then, man. And if you ever ever have any questions, by all means, you know, send me a message, and uh, I'll be more than happy to steer you in the right direction for sure, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to Harrison for coming on and telling us his amazing story. And of course, his no, his, uh, all his information will be in the notes down below so that you can check out his free course on LinkedIn, seeing if you need SEO management for your website or anything else he offers coming up or if listening to his podcast because he probably has golden, golden value in that podcast. <laughs> um, and uh, just stay, listen to the end. I'm probably trying to sell, sell you a service or maybe suggest something for you guys to listen to. And uh, again, have a great night and remember to invest in yourself. Thanks, man. Phil, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. This is an awesome podcast, dude. I can't thank Harrison enough for being on the podcast. He was an amazing guest and he brought so much value. I even started putting in some of the st- suggestions he did. And uh, I'm already seeing dividends uh, in the the next season. So you guys are going to really see some big things coming in season two, um, which is already starting to record as as you listen to this. But besides that, please, I want to know what you guys found so great about Harrison's episode. So uh, send me an email at phil at philbetterinc.com. Let me know what you guys really enjoyed about Harrison's episode. And if you could even find anything out here that, uh, through this episode that you could use. Um, again, this episode is always sponsored or it's, it's made part in help by a Nord VPN. It's the best place to be safe online as a fraud specialist myself. I use it all the time. So, uh, in the link down below, you will find uh, a affiliate link that you can use to get a discount at NordVPN. Have a great night, everybody. And remember, invest in yourself.